You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. time here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon and sugar podcast and gary your uh background looks a little unfamiliar today what what you got going on there well it's just my second home my second home i'm at my second home in this basement and who knows where and parts <laughs> undetermined i i'm not even gonna comment i'm i'm just <laughs> um i'm feeling really good today oh that's, good. Uh, that's, I don't know why. that's all i'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say. Well, we we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it after we figure out what you did this weekend, Gary, because this should be interesting. This should be. I can't look out of all the segments and the stuff that we didn't ever talk about. I cannot wait to know what Gary did this weekend because Is it what it's he gonna. Did or didn't do? It's, you know what? We're going to get to that. we going to get to that. This podcast is going to be a spicy one today, ladies and gentlemen. So just, you know, grab your cup of joe, tuck in real nice, and enjoy the show. So, Gary, what did you do this weekend? Oh, so you're <laughs> going to ask questions. Okay. So this weekend was uh, my normal weekend, you know, gaming, hanging out. For, oh, no, no, no. That's not, that's not correct. I was actually in Charlotte this weekend for uh, Diathlon. For D'Angelo, who I was the host of, and just as for reference for time, because he was not making it because he doesn't ever make our trips, um, he made a little reference that he called himself Jordan before he started the event. <laughs> and just saying, oh, he called wow. himself Michael Jordan before the event. Okay. Let me clarify. Let me finish time. You're going to love what I'm about to say. So he called himself, he was referencing himself as Jordan, but at the very end of the event, he turned into LeBron because he was trying to recruit all the best riders <laughs> that were at the event to join his team for next year to try to guarantee a victory. So, like, he started with his Jordan and then transferred to LeBron by recruiting. I don't understand the whole concept that he well, tried to pull my, on us. My motto is, is, if you placed, we have a place for you, and that's on our team. <laughs> it just makes sense. It just makes sense. That's a LeBron motto. <laughs> always defending Jordan so it was a little weird for me to hear that type of strategy not just I'm going to keep winning with the team I got which is what Jordan did so it was, uh, it was just a little we, interesting can we it's funny that you bring up LeBron and I don't want to get too far away from what we did this weekend but I do don't I, I don't want time to steal this podcast over when we talk about this but I understand that LeBron James and the Lakers and Magic Johnson, there were some issues there behind the scenes. And a lot of people, I honestly still think that LeBron and Magic Johnson had an issue with each other. That's why Magic stepped down, because at that particular time with LeBron being a player, he has more power than Magic does right now. Uh, So with that being said, I just feel like he just, Magic just separated himself from the issue. Now, the fact that uh, LeBron is running the show in uh la the guys that he's recruiting i don't understand how he thinks that he can win a championship with this team it's it's i I don't it's not possible i i don't see that it's going to be possible with the team that he's assembled it's going to be very similar in my opinion that he's just assembled the whole dc uh 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 character universe versus like maybe these some other teams out there that are way stronger that are Marvel. You see what I'm saying? I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you go out to such old guys if you want to be better and you know you're getting older yourself? Because every LeBron fan up until this point, their excuse is, is that he's getting old or that he's old and he's out of his prime. But now he went and got the, the same player that he is, the old and out of his prime. He went and got every person out there. Well, I will say, because I know time's going to bring it up, so I'll beat him to it. People are saying super team, all that stuff. He does have a super team, but it's Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. I am never going to add in Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. They're way past the prime. I would never consider them a super team with those guys added. So I think it's more of the super team with the big three of Westbrook, Westbrook, who I think was a terrible fit for the team because he's more of a score first guy, and he's not – and he scores, but you have two other guys that are score first. 
as well. That should be the score first of the team. Anthony Davis and LeBron should be the scorers. And so where does that leave Russell Westbrook, who's not – he's known for his triple doubles, but he's also going to score 25 points a game. So I'm not sure where that's going to fit in in their scheme, but I know time will have a few things to say. But, but Ken, is it possible for Russell Westbrook to continue to average, average his triple-doubles because that's what he's going to go out there every night and the Lakers still be good, win championships, and LeBron be happy? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I, I think, think you're so. going to see what, what makes LeBron a great basket player, basketball player, which is his ability to adapt. Um, because, obviously, like you said, I think what it is is, you know, they're going to be able to pick and choose their spots. You know, when you have the ability to have three people that can take over and score, then, you know, you don't have to do it every night. Uh, But I don't really want to get into the basketball talk, but I do. I will save this market down in my calendar. So whenever I go back to find it, it'll be easy whenever I'm letting D'Angelo have that crow on the plate, boy. Because speaking about eating crow, about things that have been said on the podcast, I am a little disappointed in you, D'Angelo. Let's talk about this call that I got from Gary, where he said you're trying to back down from your lifting challenge. Oh, and just to clarify, he did back down. He had an excuse why he couldn't do the lifting yesterday. So uh, we do not have that yet. We will have to do that at a later date because he had an excuse that he couldn't do it. So it got pushed off. Just so you know. What was his excuse? What was his excuse? Because he had to ride a bike? No, it was more we had uh, – they had to get the pictures. The photographer was the same person that was going to do our videos that we were going to do for it, and he had to get all the pictures for the website up from the on. so it pushed him – he couldn't be too busy. He had to do – he had a lot of work to focus on the charity aspect first, which is fine, but it was D'Angelo's excuse to not have to be able to do it. Oh, he really getting grimy with these excuses. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> no, nah, hey. Hey, sometimes life get in the way, man. Whether it's work, the kids, uh, you know, a period. I don't. I mean, sometimes life get in the way. Oh boy. So, all right. So the lifting challenge didn't happen, but I know that uh, Gary was supposed to be doing a little running challenge. Did that happen? Uh, so the yeah. forty challenge did happen. The forty oh, challenge happened, ladies and gentlemen. The forty challenge happened, and I got to tell y'all this. Well, we will have to get a ruling from time, so we'll get to that at the yeah, end. Yeah, we go, we're gonna but. get that. We're gonna get that to that in the end. So Gary gets there, and I, you know, I'm trying to read him because I I don't really know if he's gonna make it or not. Uh, I could be honest with you, I'm I'm on the fence about it. Hold on, I just want to let me start. When we were on our way there, it was raining outside, and they had the 40 set up on the concrete in the parking lot, and it was raining just for. <sighs> Here we go. Ahead. Here we go. We didn't need a reference, Gary. We didn't no, need. No, they do. We got You got to give them everything. Okay, so we get there. We get there, and Gary was like, "Yeah, you know, I got to warm up." So we let Gary warm up, and when he was going through his warm ups, I was like, "Man, I've made a bad. I I've made a bad mistake. I, this is, this is. I felt it. I knew I did, but I I wasn't really sure though. Uh, Should have trusted my instincts. Um." But he looked good, warming up, got his stretch on. He even whispered to his the guy who warmed him up. It's like, hey, I feel good. Looked explosive as hell. Man, he got on the line, and he decided to go, and I'm going to let him take it away from there. So just so reference, I'm running a 40 now inside when I was supposed to do it outside. I'm doing it in shoes without laces, so they're not tight. I'm doing it on a... Uh, basically not a track, but like a, I guess like a workout area that is about 45 yards long. So, so for reference, I have to run a 40 in 45 yards. So I have to stop early. So when you see the film, so we have, we put a whole thing together, you'll see it. And, uh, I actually stop about five yards short. I have to start to slow down before I run through a wall. So I do not make the time. So with all that going on, I said, I want to redo, which time we're going to let you make that decision once you see the film. I want to do it on on field with cleats like I would when I'm actually running a 40, not indoors, no cleats, shoes that don't have laces that are tied, that can tie, be tied, and longer than a 45-yard 
increment to run when I have to run a 40. So I got to stop within five yards. You can't run a 40 and then stop on a dime. So I was so, set up for failure to start. <laughs> and hold up, hold up, like, hold oh, up, it's hold all good. I got to present my case now, Tom. Okay. I got to present my case before you make your ruling, Tom. Okay. Can I present my case? Before all right, approach, you approach before, the bench, yeah, counselor. Okay, right. Th- thank you, Your Honor. I'm glad to you know be here. You're looking pretty spiffy today, man. Uh, nice smile, man. I like uh, but, the suck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I told Gary. I said, Gary, you agree to it. When you line up and you take off, then you've accepted everything that comes with this bet. Do you agree or do you disagree, Your Honor? You don't have to say it. You just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have accepted everything that come with this bet. So you know if it's a tight quarters and you can't turn it off, then you shouldn't even line up. Don't even try it. But hey, man, you know, that's not enough room to, to slow me down. I don't give a damn if you think you can make it or, oh, I can still do it with that because, you know, you think you can overcome it and you couldn't. That has nothing to do with me. When you line up and you take the bet, there's no way you can back out if you're within the bed and, and it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to stop. And you finish it and be like, hey, th- this wall was too close. You knew that before you damn took off running, but you did it anyway. That's not my fault. So That's my case. So, honor my closing argument, um, it would go to, to I'm going to get called out for not and all this stuff. He's like, oh, you cut, you had a reason you could have done it. And then it's going to be excuses. And then it's going to get put off and it's not going to get done. I wanted to at least get show. Okay. I did this against my will. He forced me to do this and his type of, uh, environment. I was not prepared for this. I was not planning to run. I thought we were going to run it outside. Cause when he mentioned, Oh, I have somebody going to come run you. I'm thinking, Hey, we're going to run on the turf like we've done before when we warmed up and trained. I show up at this place and he wants me to run it on concrete first in a parking lot where and it was raining. And then we decided to move it in. And then now I have 45 yards to run a 40. I'm not really sure how that's conducive to me running a 40. I need to be able to stop over a 15, 20 yard span, not just stop on a dime because you can't run a 40 like that. But so that that's my closing arguments. It was set up for failure from the beginning. I just want a fair, a fair opportunity at this. That's all I'm asking. Here's my closing arguments. My closing arguments is this right here. Yes, we was doing inclement weather. We we absolutely it was raining. We had to set up outside. You're absolutely right. I looked out there and I said those conditions are not good for Gary to be running. So we should take it inside. We go inside because he has shoes on and his shoes were a little bit damp. I said, man, you'll be able to grip the ground a little bit better because it was kind of like that rubbery surface. So he had really I good object. grip. I object to this because he, really he told good. me to take my shoes off and run in my barefoot, and the trainer's like, don't do that. You'll slip. So he was already trying to set me up to fail. <laughs> so he, he had a little his, – his shoes were a little wet. He wiped them off, but he was able to get amazing grip. It was inside, climate control. He warmed up perfectly. He knew the conditions going into it. And I said, dude, is this going to be a problem? No, it's not going to be a problem. I got this. And then it wasn't a problem until it was a problem. So I he agreed to the conditions when he put his hand down on the ground and decided to take off. I didn't tell him to go, Your Honor. He did it on his own. So with that being said, those are my closing arguments. He he also uh, switched trainers on me. He told me our our normal trainer was going to be there to warm me up, and he did not show up. And I had a random trainer I've never met before having to warm me up. So somebody that doesn't know who I am or what I need, warming me up. So it's more set up for failure. <laughs> but honor, you can uh you can take recess if you need, and we we need a judgment, please. Uh, okay, well, you know, you, you're bringing up some interesting points, and I will say, as far as the shoes you were wearing, uh, that's your own fault. <laughs> you gotta be, <laughs> like, if you know you about it, but I understand, I understand what you're going through, because you knew D would call you out just the way you would call him out about him backing down from this lifting challenge. The thing that you gotta do, Gary, is you gotta find some side of a grimy excuse that involves charity, so everybody feels bad for you, so you're like, oh, okay. But since you didn't have that on your side, what I will give you a pass on is the shortened field. There's no way you can run a full-on 40 uh, in 45 yards and 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 get an actual time because you're exploding through that line 
you know, trying to get that get that time. So I'm going to say you deserve another chance. Are you serious? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Because of the fact that it was a shortened field, and, and you're right. He that's accepted just, the responsibilities coming through the off. I do understand my, my thing is this right here. My, th- my thing is this right here, Tom. If it meant anything to him, that extra five yards, he'd have found a way. He'd have still <laughs> ran his time, and he would have found a way. Yo, that's I all think, I'm saying. It depends what? on – it just wasn't – it. It wasn't enough for him to put it all on the line. And because it wasn't enough for him to put it all on the line, I don't think you should give him another shot. Hey, Just D, that five yards alone shows that he's not strong enough. But, but this is what I'm saying. This is for you, too. Because now what's happening is is Gary's missed it. You still don't think he can run it anyways. So now he's going to set up the perfect environment for himself to run it. So if he doesn't hit it then – then he ain't got no excuses, and you're going to be able to hold it over his head for as long as you want. But, but for now, he's going to always say, but, but, I had this, this, that, that, that. And you ain't going to be able to hold it over him. So if, if he gets his perfect conditions and still can't do it, then you truly will be the winner. And there ain't going to be Tom, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Tom, Tom, I got a question for you. Yeah. You, you're at home. You bet one of your friends, hey, I bet you can't do this. And they was like, do what? Uh, throw this Frisbee into this trash can. And they say, okay, let's try it. When you throw it on your throw, a gust of wind come through and blow the, the, uh, the Frisbee down. And your friend goes, uh-uh, I didn't like the conditions. Now, nah, uh-uh, I get another shot. You don't win that money. Do you win that money or do you give them another shot? If I don't think they can do it regardless of the win, I'm going to give them another shot because I don't think they can do it. That, that's not the question I asked. <laughs> that's not the question that I asked you. <laughs> Man, this, so boy, I do have I a you, question for you, though. I want you to answer at the time. Uh, yes. the, what were your thoughts the first 10 to 15 yards? Okay, so look, <laughs> this is the honest truth. When he was warming up, his first 10 to 15 yards are, f- like, fast. He was moving the first 10 or 15 yards. I was just like, he come out, and I'm like, yep, there go my money. And I look again, and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Oh, I got the slow-mo video. I got the slow-mo video. I have the slow-mo video. So it's regular mo? Oh, bro. And look, and I'm telling y'all, I got all the good stuff, too. After that 15 yards, his 10, 15 yards, then you get to see the real Gary stand up. <laughs> the Coca-Cola start to come out uh, of his thing. But, but I will say, I did it even with bad conditions. D backed out even with perfect conditions. His own uh, workout area where he actually worked out, and he still backed out. Just D, saying. Uh, <sighs> here's my question, though. Here's my question. Are you confident you could beat Gary in a foot race now? Because, you know, there, there for a little bit he was saying he could beat you. Look, Tom. <laughs> the fact that you bring that up and hey, you question that is an you, you have another gear when you race. You're, that's very insulting. Very <laughs> insulting, Tom. And I, I don't find that funny or you funny at all. Because if you, we're not even the set. First of all, gear is a tight end, a tight end that hasn't did anything in God knows when, and you're going to compare me to him, and I run and cycle <laughs> almost every day. Yes, I could beat Gary in a foot race, in any type of foot race. It don't, we could go first three steps, last three steps. It don't matter. Oh, no, no. I'm going to get him in the 10. Uh, oh, the 10. Oh, we got the 10 challenge. <laughs> well, then tell us a little bit about your diathlon, your charity event, how it went. And I'm guessing it sounds like you guys won, even though you're trying to recruit people. But tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, we, we ended up winning. There was no doubt in my mind. Uh, wasn't even close, actually. Um, it was very, um, it was very eye-opening. Just for you know reference, how- just for reference, D did not even finish in the top five of his own team. <laughs> that means he's getting. <laughs> right, just I'm giving cool. you a heads up. I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that. Just, just That's remember, that recruiting David, coming in handy. Just remember, David Carr has two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> just remember that, okay? He was. It's. It's. It, you don't have to play to earn a ring. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, it went absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we had a lot of people come out. We want to thank everybody for coming out to the Diathlon. Also, we want to thank um, uh, Miss Label Productions 
for coming out and shooting the event. If you guys are, uh, you know, looking for uh, any type of editing, pictures, videos, uh, anything like that, Miss Label Productions is doing a really good job out there, and he's doing it at a reasonable price. So you guys should look him up and give him an opportunity. Engagement photos, weddings, whatever you need, they're doing a good job. Um, but it was an absolutely amazing event. It rained a little bit, uh, so it wasn't as hot when you did the run and the bike. We gave Gary the mic, and he absolutely was Gary. Uh, so <laughs> I was about to say I was interested to see how Gary would be as a host. <laughs> he he didn't like he didn't like the LeBron joke because oh, did yeah, I didn't, LeBron joke. I did didn't like, like the that. LeBron joke. And then everybody that did this uh run and this ride and did the questions, which was uh the fun part of it, hated Gary. Gary asked the most the hardest questions. That anybody right. can ever ask, and I let's, can. You can ask, ask the people out there today. You can I'm ask the people ask out there right today. now. Time the questions, and we're going to yeah. see if time knows it without even seeing it. Yeah, so without we're even talking seeing about movie it. posters. Movie we're talking, posters. Time. We're talking about movie posters, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, movie posters. These were the eight questions on the the and eight the movie, movie poster. poster of The Wizard of Oz. What is in the middle of the O? Use multiple choice. Emerald City. A rainbow, flying monkey, or Toto? Time, we need an answer. My initial thought is it's a monkey, flying monkey. And that would be incorrect. And that is sponsored by Raya, D'Angelo's daughter, threw in the flying monkey. But I I, I said flying monkey, too. It makes sense. But it's Toto. The correct answer is Toto. I see it. Okay. So now the Goonies movie poster. Okay. In the Goonies movie poster, what dots the eye in Goonies? Uh, it's like a skull, right? That is correct. I do know that sure. one. Okay. <laughs> uh, he didn't give you the, he didn't the have movie to poster. In the movie poster, Top Gun. Okay. Oh, this was what tough. color is the star? Blue, red, or yellow? Uh, blue. That is correct. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. Come on now. In the movie poster of E.T. Okay. H- how many fingers does E.T. have? Two, four, or six? Um, well, hold on, because I have one of these. I know he's got one, two, so it's got to be four. That is correct. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. uh, I, $100, $100 bet he missed the Toy Story one. I'm about to do that one now. In uh, Toy Story, right. what color in Toy Story's uh, movie poster, what color is the wall on the background? Is it blue? Is it green? Or is it white? Is it light blue? It's it's blue. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, you owe me $100. Thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Come on now. The Rocky poster. Rocky. Okay. In in the mo- in the movie poster, the Rocky Balboa movie. Uh-huh. Okay. What arm is raised? His right, his left, or both? Um left. It is his right arm. Ah, dang it. I knew it was one or the other. I can't remember. But yeah, all right. Oh. And then and then we have the, uh, the hardest one of all. Hardest one of all. I don't know if this is the hardest one. This is Ace Ventura one. No, 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 no. The the Mr. Miyagi one. That was okay. the best. That's the in, hardest one. In, in the, the Karate Kid Part 3 movie poster. Okay. Which way is... Well, because they see the poster, so they drive, they drive by. Yeah, we see the posters. Okay. So which way is Mr. Miyagi facing? Up, down, or left? Mm, left. That is correct. Let's go. Oh, that was all right. And in, in the Ace Ventura <laughs> one, in the Ace Ventura Pet Detective movie poster, uh, what is behind uh, Ace Ventura on his on his shoulder? Is it an iguana, a parrot, or a monkey? Parrot. It is a monkey. I almost said monkey. Ah. <laughs> So he, he did decent with them. He did yeah. decent with them. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. those are the questions. But, but that's what, that's doing... going sight unseen. 
Right. Yeah. You got to see this him, is, Yeah, but you ain't in the hurt locker and going 20 plus miles an hour on a bike either. <laughs> <laughs> After see, running these a questions five are, you're supposed to get points to help your team, so they got to be somewhat hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but right. we he 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 changed the perspective of the 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 game and I like how he did what he did. I like that. So That's Yeah, it's different. It's a very uh genius way of of thinking. So we know now that we kind of got an idea, so detail is going to be played close attention to. But it, <laughs> it, literally everybody at the event was like, Gary, bro, we ran and ride, rode, and we had to take the ACT. I mean, ACT or the uh, SAT <laughs> right after. Right. Very well, tough You know, you know just your friend for, Gary. You knew it was going to be detailed. That's how he goes. Well, That's how and he just works. for reference, I didn't make this. D'Angelo made it where you had to get – all the question rights to get any points. Not oh. one person got all the question right. <laughs> no, wow. not one person got all eight questions right. Not one person. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. So, but I said he should make it where it's you get one a point per question, which I think that's what we're going to do for next year. Yeah, we're doing a point per question because what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to change how they asked the questions. So we just changed the system based on how they 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 make the questions. So now that the questions we know are tough, each question will gain a point for your team. So it's going to be pretty – it's going to be interesting. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So have you already got next year's date scheduled or are you we, waiting We do. I think it's uh, – uh, I think she told me August 6th. August 6th. It's 6th the is, first Saturday in August every year. The first Saturday okay. in August. So, so time we expect you there. We'll do a podcast live for that. Live podcast because he'll be August he'll be doing the competition. Me and August you can do it live. Yeah, Gary, I think you should. I think right now you should train up and enter into the diathlon next year. That, that is perfect. I will train up and I will be the host. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what what are you doing, Tom? What what do you do? What do you do for your fitness? Or do you not do anything for fitness at all? He's, he's on know, a very regimen. I know. I actually, uh, I go to the gym and do at least forty-five minutes of cardio normally. I, I, I'm not gonna lie; like I've, I've been on this. I got back on this like about a month ago. I'm um, just trying to do about thirty to forty-five minutes of cardio a day, and then throwing in some light, late weightlifting for now. But I mean, okay. Um, the cardio is usually five to five to six days, and then the lifting is usually somewhere in the three to four range, just depending so, on what the so schedule. So five to six days a month and three to four? Right, what, a year, a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what's yeah. Gary's routine as far as working out? The uh, the thumbs? Or? Zero. <laughs> I, I will honestly say zero. But I will. I am willing to bet. I will out bench a lot of people without having to do anything. Here we right. go with this. Here we go. Boy, country strong out here. But my, my thing is, can we also have a basketball goal set up next year? Because I got I got some people that have been over there talking smack about basketball. Bro, I need to, Tom, you're I, trash, bro. You're I have trash. A basketball, I have a basketball hoop in my house if you ever come to my house. But you never okay. want to come. You never invite me. I just don't want to well, sign one of those well, waivers. You are invited to our fantasy football draft. I don't know if you're showing up. So <laughs> I haven't heard it. Speaking You've only known for six football, months. Speaking of fantasy football. What is your fancy football player to watch this season? Uh, I know D doesn't play, so. No, nah, I'm gonna say Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, D, I I, that's I'm, not correct. I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you why I say it's Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Just hear me out. Ben Roethlisberger this year has been getting hammered. They don't expect the Steelers to do anything. I know Ben personally, and I've seen the work that he puts in. Uh, day in and day out, and he likes a challenge. That's how Ben comes out. That's what's keeping his drive. Like um, they're they're trying to say that Ben Roethlisberger is like Little Wayne. He just stayed way too long and kind of outweigh like outstayed his welcome that he should be on his way out or should have been fired a long time ago. So there's a lot to play for. His fantasy value, based on the the what he's gonna produce. Is going to be absolutely phenomenal. I'm not saying that he's going to be phenomenal because he's going to be phenomenal. He's going to be phenomenal because of where you're going to get him in the draft is what's going to make him phenomenal because nobody's fighting over him or arguing over him, and he has all the drive and will to win this year than anybody else in the NFL. 
I'm going to tell you who's ranked too high is Tom Brady. Everybody's happy and excited about him and has him ranked high, but I don't think he's going to do better than, than Ben Roethlisberger this year. But that's just my take. Yeah, I don't I, – I, I, Tom Brady has to fall off at some point, right? I mean – Right. <laughs> the age, the age thing. But, no, Gary, we need to hear who yours is, uh, mostly just so I know who to target in the draft. Yeah, so <laughs> I always like to pick a young guy, like a rookie, that I think could in, impact the team just because they, they're usually – some guy they're, they're middle-of-the-round guys, and then they can produce tremendously. And, actually, one of the guys that I like, I think, is the Steelers guy, Najee Harris. They, James Conner wasn't what they wanted, and I know Pittsburgh they love to run the ball, and that will actually help Big Ben too. So I think Najee Harris could be a really good pickup. I think he could be, and then I'm also interested in what they're going to do with Travis Etienne in Jacksonville because Jackson. I don't think they're going to have a high power offense. I know James Robinson showed a lot last year rushing, but I know Etienne can do everything. So I'm interested in how they're going to do with them. But honestly, my my pick right now would be Najee Harris. Okay. Mine is going to be a shout-out to a Carolina boy, Michael Carter, playing for the Jets. That team is just going to be atrocious, but I really think that uh, that's going to give him a lot of opportunity to uh, run the ball. And you'll never see it. You'll never see it. Those teams that are not good very rarely make it on TV in the NFL, so we'll never see it. We'll just have to hear about it. Well, I'll also give another shout-out for a Memphis boy. I know it's hard for me to do, but – I think Daryl Henderson has a chance to show out this year for the Rams because Cam Akers got hurt. Achilles, he's out for the year. He's the next guy up, and he hasn't given a, given, given a true shot to play. And right. I think the Rams are going to need that guy who can run, and Henderson's the next guy up. So I'm expecting big things from him. and Antonio Gibson. I really think Gibson could have a big year this for year. Washington, Another, yeah. The best running back to ever come out of Memphis, Antonio Gibson. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I had a question for you guys that came out of what I was doing this weekend. So, first of all, I need to ask: Do, do either of you label yourselves as someone that has road rage? No, I would say I would say everybody has a little bit of road rage, but like Uh-oh, nothing Gary, crazy. You like you might. Think I don't know about you. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying going you, on you, here, might, man. you might cuss or get frustrated with somebody, but you like not to the road rage where you're gonna like. I don't honk oh, my horn at anybody, but I might cuss somebody out if they do something. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, right. confused. More of a confusion right. because they don't know what they're doing. They're driving. More frustration aspect than actual road rage, I would say. So, my question to you is, we're driving down the road. It's just me and Cynthia in the car. And this guy, he's, you know, it's one of those situations where you're trying to pull out, but um, there's a lot of cars coming and, uh, it's kind of like a slower area, probably like 35, 40 miles per hour. And so he has to go all the way across the highway to pull out and go left. So he pulls out because all the cars are coming. And he gets stuck because the cars coming from the other way, uh, you know, come out quicker than he thought. Because it's kind of one of those ones where you can't really see what's coming. Anyway, Cynthia, I'm driving. She reaches over and blasts on the horn. And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, well, you got to teach him a lesson. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, they're going to keep making bad decisions like that and hurt somebody. So I take it upon myself to teach them a lesson. So tell me, should should she continue to teach these lessons, especially in Texas where people carry guns in their cars? Or is it better to just be laid back? And you know what? We didn't get hurt. Nobody got hurt. We'll just let it slide. What do y'all think about that? Well, I, I personally don't well, think you're oh. going to teach anybody a lesson. I don't think even honking and horn, I don't think they're really going to care. They ain't going to change what they do. They ain't going to change how they drive. You might just piss them off or frustrate them. I don't think it's actually going to change their mentality the, on the way they drive. I don't think people actually care enough. I, I, I just – I don't think – I think people are going to drive the way they drive no matter what. They can even – you always hear people about that get DUIs and they still drink and drive. Like some people just don't change and they don't care. They're not worried about other people. They're only worried about themselves. So I'm not sure Horn is gonna really gonna do anything, personally. Okay, so I <laughs> I honestly think that it's crazy because the same thing that uh, that one person that got the road rage that just lost their flipping mind. Uh, has done it to somebody else. Oh, I got cut. You cut me off. But that same person is fighting because they got cut off 
has in turn at some point cut so, cut somebody else off and wanted the leniency of the person that was judging them. So if that's the case, why don't you give the same person that you just did it to or that you have experienced it before? Give that same leniency that you wanted. Uh, but that that's just my thoughts on it. I, I don't think you should throw your life away because you're upset that somebody did something to you in traffic. And when I say throw your life away, she blows the horn. Now, after she blows the horn, they blow the horn. Now they're in a, a horn-blowing battle, and then it escalates to, like, them throwing hands outside the car. <laughs> right. Which like, I'm, damn, how did I we get here? I ain't going to lie. I'm taking Cynthia in uh, most hand-throwing competitions. I'll but say see, that. <laughs> but but it's, 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 I'm glad that, that you said that, too, because I it it gives me, like, this podcast question that I'd love to ask because we we went out. Um, and, and I I won't say how it happened. I'll just set this. I'll just set a story. Just there's nobody in particular. Um, but I thought about this. So say you and your friend, you and your friend's wife go out somewhere, and while you're out, another man touches your friend's wife butt. What do you do? Do you like come and do you defend her honor, or do you let her? defend herself because that ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> so are you saying defend your friend's wife? <clears throat> yeah. Like, so, so you're out and you're out with my wife, Gary, and somebody mm-hmm. touches her, butt. obviously y'all relationship is a little different in terms of like the closeness. So you may, maybe you say they're something. actually together behind your back. Right. Yeah. You know, right, maybe right. you, you fighting for another reason. But like, yeah, you you out with it ain't necessarily got to be my wife. Say it's Scott's. Yeah. You out with Scott's wife. Somebody touches Scott's wife. But but here's the thing, though. You didn't see it happen. She come to you and she said, hey, that guy over there, he touched my butt. What do you do from that point on? Well, I think if I don't see it, like I, I, you're in a tough situation. Oh, you can't it's, really, tough as, it's tough as well, hell. Well, like you want it. You take their side, obviously. But like you're not going to try and go fight over it because like what if they what if they knew the person previously like, we just don't know the whole situation like i don't that's know if the they whole know situ- the person. that's the whole situation that's, it, that's the thing is it sucks like it puts you in a terrible i think i would call my buddy and be like hey uh your wife said that somebody touched her butt uh what are you what are you gonna do about this i think i would call you <laughs> <laughs> All right, because me, i don't know me. there's not really anything you can do because like what if you go do something and like I, I don't know you're just in a, it's a it's a crappy situation to be put in uh, personally bro. I, to me, I, what what I'm gonna happen? I'm gonna ask ask my friend's wife, "Are you okay?" First of all, like you know, are you? Is there something else that's pressing you? You know, whatever. And then if she says she's okay, we'll leave it alone. But if she feels like that man needs yeah, to be spoken to, exactly. I walk over there, like, hey, uh, I don't know, you know, what the situation is, why you felt like you have the right to touch this this lady's butt, but um, I actually happen to know her husband very well. And that's not going to roll. And then he can either accept that and be done and apologize for what he did, or we can take it to uh, the office and, uh, you know, we can escalate it. (laughs) And that's the thing. I think you have to find out if it's, like he said, if if she's all right and she doesn't want more done, I think then you let it go. But if she's, if she feels a certain type of way, like she's affected by it, then yeah, you, I think you got to say something. What are you saying though, Gary? I'll give you I'll give you what happened to me because this happened to me. I uh I've been trying to get my friend and his wife to come out and ride with me for a very long time. And uh the wife never would come out or cause she was always busy and stuff like that. Well, this particular night, they was like, Oh, I was able to get a babysitter. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So one of them showed up and the other one didn't because the babysitter ended up backing out. But because the wife decided, like, hey, I'm going to go, the wife came by herself. So we're out for a bike ride. Uh, We're obviously riding in different groups, but we're doing the same route. She gets back, and she goes, it was a guy that touched my butt. We stopped at a stoplight. This guy touched my butt and got a feel of me. And I I told him off. She was like, it was so gross. Uh, you know." And I was like, well, what guy was it? And as I say that, this guy comes around the corner on this bike. She said, there he is right there. That's the guy that touched my butt. And then they look at me and I go, whoa, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
y'all looking at me like like this is where I come in and I was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I, I understand that you're saying that this guy touched your butt. Like, are you okay? <laughs> because I don't know what this guy got. I don't know if he has a gun, if he has a knife, if he has – I mean, I don't know if I was like, hey, did you – I was – so I was asking questions like this. I was like, so you sure he touched your butt? It wasn't like he was riding too close and actually, like, <laughs> nudged you. Yeah. or Because I want to make sure when I say I'm right, you don't want to be wrong and be like, oh, man, it was an accident. Oh, man, no harm, no foul. My bad, dog. Like, you see what I'm saying? So it's a very, it's a hard situation to be in as a friend. So then she called her husband. Then he called me and he goes, bro, you just let my, I was like, bro, I didn't know what you wanted me to do. I I, I don't know what you want. I, I don't, I, the dude, it, obviously he wasn't scared. He was, he was riding by. So he had to have had something. And even then, if he didn't, if we fight, I don't even know what I'm fighting for. Well, I guess in that situation, I would say I would want to hope that I'll I'll react and treat how I would expect one of my friends to react or handle the situation if I wasn't there. So, I mean, I don't think, you know, obviously you got a family and so you're not trying to escalate something to that could obviously cause your family harm because you were trying to protect them. But it's like at a certain point, you know, you do. But want here's to- the thing, though, and, I, and and this is this is why I feel bad about it, because. If it was me and that was my wife, I would want my friend to do something. Right, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but because it's <laughs> me, I'm like, well, I. So it's a it's a different perspective from both sides because I'm just like, dude, I could put myself in harm's way. We could fight. I could take a domestic, I mean, a assault charge, a battery, or potentially get shot. And it was, you know, over, you know, a a a, a brush a brush up against her butt. So that's why I was asking so many questions. I was like, "You sure?" Well, that's that's Absolutely when that's when you, that's when I think I think you can approach that situation and not make it physical. And you know, like I said, talk to the person like, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you meant to or what happened, but uh, you touched her butt. She didn't appreciate it. I know her husband won't appreciate it. And you know, I, I think you, you know, should apologize. this is what he said. <laughs> this is what he said because I didn't even get a chance to say anything. It was another woman that was there. And she said, the thing. she was like, oh, you think you big and bad that you touched her butt? You know that you, you, you know, you, you offended, not offended her, but you assaulted her and she didn't like you touching her. And he was like, yeah. And like kept riding his bike. Uh, so I don't well, know I if it was something like, wrong with him. I don't know if it was something wrong with him. I don't know. Good. But the, you, you put yourself in that situation. And I was just like, damn, it, this is a tough situation. Well, like, 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 think like time said, like you have to gauge the situation. If she's affected by it, then you go at least go talk to the person, find out why they felt it was all right to do that, that type of stuff. And then like with your example, you're on a ride. So you're with other people, you know, well, you can go up there as a group. You don't have to go up there by yourself and be like, Hey, why did you feel it was all right to touch this? These are the people that we're riding with. Why do you feel you have the right to do this? And then now you're not just by yourself. You have multiple people, and then he's going to have to respond to it. You don't have to fight him, but then that way you can, hey, then you have people there with you. You don't have to do it by yourself because you ride in a closed grip group, so you all know each other and stuff like that, so you don't have to do it by yourself in that situation. Can and I, usually if I, you're going out with somebody, you're going to have other people with you too, so you don't ever have to usually go by yourself. So, look, I, I'm going to give you from one perspective. I'm going to give you from my perspective. From my perspective, I don't know who this gentleman is that's riding this bike Correct. that has just allegedly or did touch uh, my friend, okay, my friend's wife. From his perspective, he did it. He know that he was wrong when he did it, but it's his word against her word, and they're the only two that saw it. If a mob of people coming up and I'm armed and I let off two or three shots and somebody is end up getting hit or it escalated and there's a fight and somebody gets seriously hurt. It all could have been avoided by, you see what I'm saying? Well, it really could have been similar, avoided. It's very the only similar way you, to road rage. It's very well, similar is, to road rage. The only way you could avoid it is if you just say, sorry, deal with it. But that's not the right way to do it. You don't no, tell her to deal with it. Like you, you get have, what I'm saying. No time. Well, the it's, difference it's, the difference between that and road rage is road rage. <clears throat> you normally what what affected you? Somebody cut you off. Somebody uh, hurt okay, your feelings. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, versus like saying. somebody yeah. physically 
touched, you know. Yeah, yeah, so that's the difference. yeah I see what you're saying. I, yeah, that's completely different from that aspect. But, but, just, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. Like, it, the, there, if you don't do something, then you basically gave him the okay to do it. If you don't even say something, right? That's what I'm saying. It's just you. You just it's 2021. You don't yeah. even you don't you don't know. And then you could get tangled up with this guy. You can beat his ass, or you could do whatever it is. And if he has any kind of mental illness, then boom. Guess what? That that uh, sweet, generous, or that that uh, that generous move that you made to protect and honor your friend just really fell on deaf ears now because there was something wrong with the kid. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't know that. And that, oh, I know I don't know that, but when the news come out, that. when the news yeah, come out, can, yeah. The thing is, news news doesn't care about the actual story. They're just trying to get clicks. That's the thing is, I think other people wouldn't understand. Some people are going to understand, some people aren't. That People are just stupid. That's just how it is. Like, people are stupid on word. They don't they believe everything that's told to them. And right. I think, like, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like, you, nobody's going to know, especially if, you, if the person did it. You don't know if they did. You don't know if they're a certain, certain type of way or something like that. But, like, if you don't do, if you don't at least say something, you're giving it as an okay. Right. And, and I right. think that's With, why I think you have to say something. And that's right? what bothered me about the whole situation is because I finally got a glimpse or a, a real close-eye view on – on why people ask so many questions like when she came up and she said that the guy touched her butt i shouldn't have questioned it at all the fact that i questioned it is the is what upsets me is that i questioned it because i didn't want to then in turn put myself in a situation so i'm 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 dealing with it and making uh making excuses on yeah you know he probably didn't touch her. He probably like rolled well, by and elbowed, well, I would say, uh, elbowed, grazed her. You know, you come up with all type of excuses to keep the conflict which, down. No, which, which I, I understand your line of thought at that point, just because right. you're riding. You said she doesn't get to ride very much. Sometimes, right. like you've, you've told me in riding, right, sometimes yeah. you do bump, you do hit each yeah. other by accident and stuff like that. So I don't think that's a like not a fair question. And then if she says, yes, it was, then I think you're done out of that. Because then right. you'll truly know because, like you said, she doesn't ride very much. So she might not be used to getting bumped or something like that. So I think but here's, a, here's the thing, though. The guy at least once. This is why it was weird. The guy that was riding wasn't even riding with them. He yeah. wasn't even on a bike like they were on. They were stopped at like a stoplight getting ready to he cross over. And this by. guy just rolled by on his bike and like grabbed her butt. But again, you weren't there. So like at yeah. that point, you're in your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, it could have been somebody she was riding with. Like you don't know. I, well, I did think so, that at first because I had so many questions that I was asking. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I, I see how somebody would like keep it to themselves versus coming out and saying something because you really put the people that that's listening to what it is you have to say in a potential situation. No, I I, I understand, but that's one thing I I don't want people. People should never have to hide it they should be able to talk and trust right. and the things like and like i think you were fair in asking a question or two now if you ask like 20 questions then that's where i think after one or two you're going to truly know hey this has really happened i think you right. should know and then but if you're asking 30 40 questions then that's when somebody should hey you're at doing too much i think because yeah. you know the people if you know them really well there's no reason for them to lie to you now if you barely know the person then I think you might ask a few questions because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know the person. You don't know the character, stuff like that. But like, if you know the person well, I think you can trust what they're gonna say. Yeah. Okay. That, so that, that's. But I think. But like, when it comes to anything else, I think uh, law enforcement should always trust because that's their job, and they got to investigate when things like that happens. When it comes to law, they should always trust the victim first, do their investigation, and then and then find out everything. Right. I'm glad that you said that because this is going to be a smooth transition. And then I'm I'm pretty sure we got to go after that. So y'all tell me if this is somebody doing their job to the best of their ability or we need to figure this shit out. So uh, during the during our event, it was a bike accident and we had uh, a lady go down and she was concussed and couldn't remember where she was or anything like that. Well, when the they call the dispatcher and, you know, it's all frantic and, you know, uh, the lady's down and, you know, there's cyclists everywhere and, you know, it's pandemonium and they, 
they was like, hey, you know, can we get an am uh, ambulance and a, a, a fire truck or whatever, some help here. Before they got there, before she would get any information, these were the questions that were asked. They was like, hey, is she vaccinated? How old is she? Was she around anybody that has contacted COVID in the last 48 hours? Has she been exposed in the last 48 hours before they would come get her? Yeah, it's like none of those questions should be asked. No, none of, but, but she has to do her job, though, because she got to look out for the safety of the people that are driving these, uh, uh, the ambulance and the uh, fire trucks or the first responders. But I'm thinking, though, even if she was, like, what, what does that mean? Like, you're not going to come help her? Exactly. That's why I say it shouldn't matter because they have to do their – their job is to treat them no matter what. So they're not – you can't just say, nope, sorry, we're not coming. You're not vaccinated. That doesn't make sense. That's not what it's about. So I feel like that question should never be asked. Bro, they asked well, I, don't, a I, don't think it, I don't think it was for necessary for they weren't going to come, but allow them to take the necessary precautions when they get there as far as, like, you know – but what if time? you got to ask that question, take the necessary precautions before you get there anyway. Right. There's a possibility. Well, and that, how are you going to know? Like, what if you, what if the person, it's an event. You don't, you don't know everybody. You don't know all 430 people, five, four, 500 people that are at the event. How are you going to know? She yeah. can't talk yeah. right now. How, how are you going to explain that? Well, to, it, I don't know. Not even, from, you, not even from that, just even a passerby. I was like, I could have been passing by in a car, saw a cyclist down. Yeah. And just called, and you asking me all these damn. I don't know. Look, lady, yeah. I just saw this lady on. She just looked like she was banged up bad. Can you just come help her? Well, and that's the thing. That's why I, say I don't think they should be asked because, like, a lot of times when you see accidents, people are passerbys that call, right, and stuff like that. So, like, they don't like I have any information. So you just need to go do your job. And I think every like. But is it not time, doing her job if she's making sure that the safety of the people that are arriving? No, you just show up and wear a mask. No matter what, especially right. in today's age, you just show up wearing a mask. Okay. Right. That's simple. That's a simple way. You don't have to worry about those questions. You just show up wearing a mask and then, and then it, and if they're all working, I'm assuming they're vaccinated. So, or a lot of them are. So then this shouldn't matter. They wear a mask and they're vaccinated. Now what? Now you don't, that question is not needed. Right. Yeah, but I don't think that question is needed anyway because it's such a political question now. I agree. It like this is such a political question. And I, and I know that you guys didn't hear what her answer was because, I mean, it's whether she's vaccinated or not is is solely it's up to her. It, right, it's irrelevant. But it's so political now, like, people don't even tell you if they're vaccinated or not. So it was a very interesting question when they asked that because I was like, what? Why does it matter if she's vaccinated or not? You're not going to come? Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, yeah, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and end this week's podcast, fellas. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Anybody have any announcements they want to make before we up? Oh, yeah, I got one. All right, what we you got? didn't even get a chance to talk about it. So if nope, I ain't got none. What? <laughs> so nope, I ain't got none. <laughs> well, I will say, stay tuned for our YouTube channel because I know uh, Gary's forty attempt. Is going to be on there. So, you know what? Maybe you guys can email us and tell us if you think Gary deserves a second chance. Yeah, everybody give your own opinion because you're going to see me pull up because I have to. Or I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the